So we're talking about yield potential. Let's face it, we probably are nowhere close to what's a possibility, especially when it comes to corn. Obviously, American agriculture is all about big corn, big yields. But what is the maximum attainable? I've got two guys that are, shall I say, experts in the field, Kevin Matthews and Chad Henderson coming out of the corn right here, and they're going to talk to us about what is the maximum attainable yield? What is the number and what are the limiting factors that we're going to eliminate to get there? All right. You and I talked off camera, Kevin, about Francis uh, Childs, 442, 442 bushels, and that was years ago. Yeah, I was in high school. Okay, so 442 bushels, we're nowhere close to that. United States average this year, I think it's going to be 175, 173, something like that. Yeah. What's the limiting factor? More importantly, what's the? what do you think we can achieve? I'm the limiting factor on my farm, <laughs> no doubt, you know. But it's, uh, what can we achieve? You know, David Hula in uh, Charles City, Virginia, not far from my house here, about four hours from us, he's 600-plus bushels. Um, is 700 bushels the next number we're looking at? Chad, what's the biggest yield average you've ever had for one of your contest plots? Uh, 355. 355. What's 355. the biggest number for you? 385. 355, yeah. 385. 442 is out there, and you're like, well, man, we're getting close. Well, <laughs> You're still you're still twenty first of the yeah, year. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is that was and, and just halfway to David. And then yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's, what do you think is maximum? I don't know. I mean I really don't know. I mean I mean we owe a lot of I'll tell you this, farmers owe a lot to just the seed companies and the genetics and things like that. Uh, um so far. They take us so far with the with the yields, okay? And then it's up to the, the equipment to take us another little bit further. And then it's up to the nutrients that we put out to take us a little bit further. But we still don't know. I mean, we're dealing in a realm that's, we try to put enough fertility on it, fertility, fertility. Well, there's so many more variables. Fertility's like 15 or 20% of the puzzle. Yeah. You know, and we want to think fertility's 85% of the puzzle. And it's and so it's a lot of other things that, that has to take place. You know, this sunlight, it's it's a lot has to go on. And, and it's interesting, you talk about sunlight. We just talked with Temple a little bit ago. Here we are. We're recording this, dear listener and viewer, August of 2023. This summer, we had impacted sunlight because of the Canadian fires. Did it really actually peel some of the yield off? I don't know. I don't think it did. I've, I've done a lot of reading on that. And uh, it's actually the way the the light rays, the refracture of them, they're claiming that they're not seeing it much. When we look at our growing degree units and solar radiation that we track on our farm, we was low in solar radiation and GDUs in June, in yep. May and June, compared yep. to normal, but we still got maximum sunlight. So so environmental, we can't really control, and yep. it turns out for that particular example, didn't probably set us back. Rain, too much rain, not okay. enough rain, locusts, hail, I mean, you go through it, he had hail. What's the temperatures? Okay, that's a big one, big, big one right there. All right, so what do you think this year is that you had hail, What's the reason that you're going to be off of peak this year? I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you think it's you? Hundred <laughs> percent me. Not, not rain I'm, or something. I'm the one that planted it. That I mean, my we. Well, I'm mean, serious. You know, I mean, and and you can always say, oh, I should have had better time learning. Well, no, well, nothing's perfect, and that's why we're farming. I mean, we're farming for for farm average. Yeah, it's fun to do the contest, but the contest. Let's talk about what they really are. Okay, that's our that's our research and development. Yeah. Okay, so farmers don't have research and development. We wait on the seed companies. We wait on fertility. We wait on new new planters or whatever to pay your research and development, and you just take their word for it that it's better. Now, most time it is better. We have to agree with that. But we need to be more proactive in developing these things on our own farms. 
So there was a time when they thought running, beating a four-minute mile was just physically impossible. And then the guy from Britain challenged that and went out to, to do it. And then it becomes ludicrous. Like, why would they have ever thought that somehow that was just an impossibility? And maybe you say, well, if you beat a four-minute mile, you're going to die. Well, that's crazy. So, like, what what's like what would be the thing that would hold us back? It's probably all those above factors. But it's not like it's not like we even have a number. Like, you know, these things four minute mile. You're not saying five hundred bushels, six hundred bushels, seven hundred bushels. I don't, I don't think we can have a number. I don't think there's. I don't think you can have a number because it's all about the plant, the right plant, the right hybrid plant at the right time. I mean, there's more than four hours to go into that. There's like forty hours to go into that <laughs> to make it six hundred bushels. Yeah. yeah. So, you, you know, we always say that the limiting factor is us. It's probably not genetics. Uh, Kelly Garrett says that. It's probably not genetic. No. Uh, we used to think playing fertility out there. I've got a question. If it's not genetics um, and fertility, we used to fling all kinds of fertilizer out there. Is it that we don't understand soil biology and work with it cooperatively as well as maybe we should? Have we, have we worked against soil biology to our own detriment? I think what you just that word you just brought up, I think that is a lot of our problem is we focus so much on soil biology rather than plant physiology mm -hmm. and understanding the plant. And, you know, oh, no, I understand the, the, particular, the particular hybrid, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, so it's just not it, the plant. It's so many things. And and you won't, you know, we used to look at, you know, our our micros, our our macros, you know, and that was our main fertility. That's what we looked at, and we wanted the soil right. Now we're learning how to balance it in the plant. Well, now we're working with hormones. We're identifying which hormone of the plant we need to have at a higher, you know, level than other times in the plant. When is that hormone needed? So the science that we have now is amazing, and I think that is what's going to unlock the next yield gold you know and, and you bring know, your farm averages bringing your farm average up to 200 bushel 205 bushel 210 bushel you know because it's all about the farm average and profitability of the and profitability farm of the farm average. is there we made a huge leap in the 1930s when we started using hybridized corn we went from like 35 bushels to boom and like in the next 10 20 years it just went like you know gangbusters are we gonna see another watershed moment like that where like something happens and the next five to ten years it's like oh my god I, mean, I, coming? I think it's already been there i think we've just you know we've swept it on the rug or whatever but it's been happening the same way the whole time i mean we've got it now i mean like you said the the nation average is gonna be it's gonna be down at 173 yeah yeah i mean uh when you're when you're uh, toward your twilight years when danielle and jackson are finally trying to say hey dad get out of the combine you know what you're you're getting old what's that number what's that yield model gonna look like i probably next year say so i don't know i remember i can remember it was in the it was in the right at 2000 and i still have a picture of it that i had on one of those little dial up cameras you know and i remember when the yield model first hit 200 yeah yeah you know and now you know it just hits 200 i yeah. mean it just it just hangs out at 200 yeah. you know in a in a year you know i mean and everybody's seen it you so, know 98 i mean I, I remember it well we had uh, some really good corn and uh we did a yield check, like the extension agent come out, and they measured it all off, and it was like 197 bushel. And I was really disappointed because it didn't look big with 200, you know. And he said, I'll never forget him saying it. He says, Kevin, he said, um, for you to get to 200, you got to have everything right. And said, uh, a lot of senior farmers that's been doing it for years aren't there yet, so just expect it to take you a while. I can remember I, when the next year I got it. I can remember when a seed company, 
and I ain't going to name names. That ain't all we're going to do here. I remember when seed company man said, well, you know, I just ain't sure that your farm, you know, because it's, it's capable, it's capable yeah. of making 300. That's not insulting. Yeah. I just don't think it's capable of doing it. I don't think I don't think that hybrid is capable of doing it. I said, well, maybe I need to change seed companies. Yep. So that's right. Be, that's careful what what you be careful what you see. I had, you I had one told me, and I mean, we they carried us a big elaborate meeting at your lab, everything. And uh, he said, if you want 150 to 170 bushel corn, we got your genetics. I don't need to leave. I, I, I didn't want to. Yeah, I don't want 150 yeah. bushel corn. I wasn't. I mean, this is years ago, but I'm like, that ain't that wasn't so, my go. So, you know, what you talk about to round that all back, what you talk about was you seen the leaps come through. Yes, sir. We seen one of the big leaps come through ours was when we bought a vacuum planter. You know, in the early 90s, we bought a vacuum planter. Well, that planter was to plant cotton with. Yeah. I mean, if we just started planting corn with it, we jumped 15, 20 bushel immediately. We started side dressing corn. We jumped another 15 or 20 bushels immediately. And like you said, I don't know where that next thing is because that's what you've asked us and we ain't answered it. I don't know where the next thing is. Let's leap and jump again. Actually, I love this topic because you just mentioned an equipment reason that you jumped 20 bushels yeah. and you mentioned a practice that you jumped 20 bushels. You didn't mention seed technology. Triple stud, stud, stud ahead of it. The seed is so far ahead of it. When Francis done 442, when David hit the 600, you know, when 442 was the record, all of our seed company says there's 600 plus bushels of potential in that bag per acre in that bag. What do we say? And it starts degrading potential when you. I'm thinking they're saying right now. What is nine? I don't. I don't think it's eight or nine hundred. It's it's a number. I think we're gonna get out of here, but I just love the topic. You know, this is almost like uh, this is almost like. Did he just say he was gonna be nine hundred? No, he's predicting no. I not saying do it on three acres. I want to dis. I want to disclaim. That. Yeah, but not even three acres. Neither of you gave me a number on what that yield model is going to look like when you're uh, getting pushed out of the combine seat by a Jackson and Danielle. So take I, take me ten years from now. <laughs> well, the the you know I've seen four forty on my monitor picking corn mm -hmm. and uh, seen it one time. I've not been able to replicate it, so that means I didn't know what I was doing. Um, Seen a lot of 400 numbers low, um, but I what I would average, yeah, the average is what pays the bills. When we cut the 385, we had some 430s and all that in the field. But what I would like to see is everything that I've done, I want to see my children or any farmer's next generation to make it better than we ever could have done. I, everything I've done, I want my kids to take it and make it 100% better. So. I hope they take and see 800. I would love for them to see it. The potential's there. Hey, hey, you were gotten told, <laughs> you got told plain and clear by a person that knows. Your soil is just never going to be a valedictorian, Mr. Yeah. Henderson. Yeah. So, so what? But I'm real good at base hits. Like, I'll, I'll just chop one right in there, you know. So, I mean, let's say that we could improve our farm average. We can grow concrete, can't we? We can grow concrete. <laughs> so, let's just say we can improve our, let's say that we could improve our farm average 30 bushels. I, I would be ecstatic, yeah. you know, because that would put us put us up there where we was almost like an estate. Yep. <laughs> anyway, I, I think you're going to get there. His name is Chad Henderson, and his name is Kevin Matthews. My name is Damian Mason. Talking about yield potential, and I think it's neat. The two guys that are obviously high-yield dudes that are doing really, really cool stuff also can't even give you a number of where they really think that yield is going to be 10 and 20 years from now, but we all know there's probably another little big, huge jump coming, and I think that that's the big takeaway there. Until next time, thanks for being here, Extreme Ag. Cutting the Curve, Extreme Ag videos. Go to extremeag.farm. Hundreds and hundreds of these you can share, learn from. We welcome you to do that. Share them with somebody who can benefit from it. Until next time, I'm Damian Mason coming at you from a cornfield with two guys talking about high yields.